Don Rahul Jimenez. How amateur is that? Like, you don't even see that down in the park. If they, if they lose, it provides great content. I am supporting every team that plays break. I'm not making a documentary this year about how shit my club is. Mudman, thank you as always. Who would you rather lose it to, by the way, me or Johnny? That's somebody's choice. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Football Bubble. It is Thursday the nice. 3rd of June. Thank you very much. We've left it a wee while since the two European finals, just with uh, well, life getting in the way for everyone. Um, and we also, we're, this is going to be a short one tonight because we're going to be doing more of Euros, the Euro stuff when that starts. But we'll have to talk about the two European finals, Chelsea and Villarreal victorious. Plus we'll chat a little bit about the up and coming Euros. As I mentioned, a full house tonight. Um, hello, Brenton. Good evening. Yes, good evening. Everyone. Hello, jo- hello Jonathan. Crocky uh, You're okay, good. Uh, hello, Stephen. Good evening. And hello, Patrick. Hello. Yes, full house tonight. Um, feels a bit weird. Feels like we're sort of in limbo, football limbo, because the season is well. Uh, most of the European season is just finished now, and now we're just waiting on the Euros to kick off. So we're sort of stuck in this like little twilight zone where there's friendlies going off everywhere. There's um, South American qualifiers kicking off tonight, and it's, qu- it's quite nice. No mad transfers happen just yet. No, no huge ones. We're sort of stuck in this moment where we're waiting to see what happens. But Brenton. Uh, how does it feel to see Chelsea win the Champions League yet again? Wild. It feels weird um, because it's something that I just did not have any expectation of this year at all. And I think that's it's it hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, Liam Toomey summed it up brilliantly. I think he said the 2012 one, it was like it was coming for years. Um, and it had a lot of close calls and when they won it it felt like the end of something like that team coming to a natural end this just like pardon the pun came out of the blue like it's it's and it's so exciting because the team is so young and nobody expected it of them and to have that so early and sort of the team's um, progression and journey is absolutely wild. Um, it's it's weird. It's weird for me as well because <clears throat> um, don't know if everyone knows, but I didn't watch it live. Um, so I it was my fiance's birthday on that weekend, and I'd pre-booked a meal and a um a night away, and so um, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but. I uh, because it was the first time that um we could get out for a feed in in so long, um it would have been unforgivable to cancel. So, um yeah, I sat to turn all my notifications off, uh, which is why Steve, I was so quiet. <laughs> it wasn't just because I was holding strong. Um, I just turned everything off, forgot about it as much as I could, had a feed, and then Carrie actually told me, um, she said, when are you gonna check it like because she could obviously say I was agitated um, and I said I'll wait until we go back to the hotel 
And she said, no, fuck that. I'm checking it. So uh, <laughs> she went on then and, and she told me. She just had a, She actually didn't even need to tell me. She just had a grin on her face. So it was actually, it was different, but it was a great way to find out. And then after that, obviously, on the phone to my dad and um, a whole celebration ensued. But brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, just seeing those homegrown boys, like, y- you know, you can imagine it yourself with all your academy players um, if they went on to do that so early in their senior careers it's um, it's brilliant what like, for the rest of us what did you make of like Johnny and Steve and Paddy Johnny you can maybe go first here what, as a neutral what did you make of the actual final I know only finished 1-0 but I sort of felt like it was a good game to watch mm. um, <laughs> as soon as Chelsea went 1-0 up I knew they'd won it and it was definitely secured when uh, Rudiger ended the Bruyne's game. I actually turned around and said to Trey that like City will not come back. And not not that the Bruyne was having a good game up to that stage, but I kind of felt that was them done. They didn't do anything. Yeah, like Chelsea, Chelsea just are this season when they go one up, it's very hard to break them down again. And they proved that again. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, Havertz went clean through against Arsenal and missed. He didn't miss a second time round and he got a chance like that. And maybe that was in his head, you know, he missed that sort of opportunity before. He's not going to miss it this time, like, and I'm sure Brenton would rather have Tim take the one on Saturday than the one against Arsenal, like, but Pep's game plan was terrible. Like, when the teams came out, I think everybody was just, <clears throat> what the fudge is this about? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, why do you have, like, if he played Fernandinho or Rodri, I don't really think that goal happened. Like it just they just got cut in two when uh, Havertz ran through it. But I don't know. It's it was a no win situation for me anyway. Like you know, fucking City <laughs> when it was shit. Chelsea when it was shit. I personally would have rather seen City win it. But you know what? Uh, I know Brandon supported Chelsea his whole life, and he's a true Chelsea fan. So I suppose I can be uh, like one percent happy for him. And half your uncles as well, but nah, uh, they they're obviously. all scum, all blue bastards. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, um, oh sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, Finn's grand that you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Paddy, on Pep and Stevie jumping here as well. Like when that team news came through, I was just myself personally just thinking, why, why, is, why is he doing this? Like he's he's trying to be the genius always in the room. All has to always try and I think everyone, and it, it backfired spectacularly. Absolutely, I was was watching it over at a at a friend's, and we were all looking at the the team sheet beforehand, and, and everyone to a man was just saying that looks that city side looks bananas. Like we were sort of had to check it a couple of times just to see that there there was no sort of Rodri or Fernandinho, and as you say, Pep has tended to, especially in the Champions League, to overthink things a lot, and and has tried a few wacky things that have only sort of seen. City crash out in various different ways over the years against far inferior opposition and it was just a, a really strange decision and even in the first half you were sort of calling out you know be proactive here Pep that you're getting slaughtered in midfield you, you're not really retaining the ball Chelsea looked so good on the counter like the, their game plan was phenomenal and they looked so so susceptible and you know it would have been as easy as, as bringing off you know Say Sterling or or whoever and 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 or Silva possibly would be the one Bernardo Silva and just put put Fernandinho in and and sort of put Gundogan where he where he's you know had a lot of joy this season. Just it was 
really odd. And um, you know, I heard a stat that uh, Cheltenham had more shots on target against Man City this season than Man City did in the Champions League final, which is pretty pretty stark and shows how good Chelsea were. Like I'm sure Brendan is is over the moon, and, and as Brendan alludes alludes to, their squad, their age profile is so favourable. Um, you know, there there could be a lot more to come from this Chelsea side, which is which is worrying. Uh, I thought Reese James in particular, of the sort of academy guys, was incredible. He totally marked Sterling out of it. He was so composed, and he has an absolute weapon of a right foot as well, which which maybe doesn't get the credit sometimes. Um, but he was phenomenal, and I'm sure we'll talk or we'll glow about him. But Ngolo Kante. I think Steve said actually a week or two ago about, you know, he's potentially one of the best players in the world, or if not the best player in the world. He really, you know, put his case forward for a, for a Ballon d'Or. Like, he was phenomenal. Like, five foot six and one more Ariel Jules against City than any other Chelsea player. Didn't concede a single foul. Ten ball recoveries. Like, all of his numbers were just freakish. And if, if, if it wasn't for Kante... I don't think Chelsea would have, would have would have found it so easy. I think he was just phenomenal. Yeah, I think I'd echo everything that's been said so far. I think, like, all credit to Chelsea. They took absolute advantage of the way City were set up. Um, I just don't understand Pep Guardiola. I saw the headline. I don't know. Was it the New York Times or, or someone? Someone had the headline that Pep Guardiola just can't help himself. And that's exactly what it is. You really can't. Like, the Leon game where he decides to go 3-5-2, having never played it before, deciding that what you're going to do against Chelsea is swarm Kante. And you just think, like, like that's just impossible. He's, that's, that's, that's his bread and butter. It's what has made him the player he is. Like, you do that, and what's happening is that your attackers have to take the ball with their back to goal, which is not how Manchester City play. And then all night we saw Sterling and... and um Foden ending up with the ball. Yeah, they got balls in attacking positions, but they had their back to goal nine times out of ten. There was a couple of times early in the first half, I think Sterling got by Reese James, but within a heartbeat, like James had recovered and had, had made a great uh, recovery tackle. I think, like, I think it, it would be a disservice to Chelsea to kind of put all the blame on Pep, but the fact that every single one of us and probably every single person we know sat down to watch that game, saw the team Manchester City team sheet and pretty much knew how the game was going to go from then um, is a damning indictment on City and on, on Pep. Um, and I think, genuinely think, if 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 Timo Werner still had feet, that game would have been over by half-time like, because he's really playing with his gums at the bottom of his legs. Um, and I don't know what... But yeah, like, <laughs> well, like, I mean, a goat probably do fucking better than he's been doing. But like, they are they're a number nine away from being the favourites for the Premier League next year. I think. Um, yeah. I honestly think so. I think the age profile of the squad. I think we we spoke before about Tuchel setting them up defensively. First, you know, that's how you build the team. You start by not conceding, then you you work your way up up the field and and start scoring goals. I think. They've goals from from everywhere. I think James can score. I think just goals in the midfield. Um, I think Mason Mount's one of the best younger players in the Premier League. Can they? I yeah. I said he was my player of the year in the Premier League. I thought he was phenomenal, but and I think he has put himself in the a Ballon d'Or conversation with how he performed in that final <laughs> particular. So I think the the 
a lot of people probably thought the future of the Premier League was blue next season. Maybe a different shade of blue than it may end up being. Can't they? That performance sort of reminded me of um, Modric uh, in the World Cup against England in the mm-hmm. semi-final where he was just absolutely ridiculous. And then Liverpool had to face Real Madrid uh, the year that was that year as well in Champions League final again nobody could get near him. Kante was a little bit different obviously than Modric, but Modric won the Ballon d'Or that year and Croatia didn't win the World Cup. They got to obviously the final, and I think people are talking about how the Euros will depend on who wins the Ballon d'Or. But in my opinion, and I want all of you to jump in here and just one word or two couple of words answers. I would after that. I would, and the sort of season he's had because he has gone quietly under the radar and then just at the crunch point of the season and like he got man a match in both semi finals, I think a quarter final and the final. I think he has to get Ballon d'Or. I think I, I don't care what Messi does to start of next season for Barcelona. I don't care what Ronaldo does wherever he if he says he eventually moves on or whatever or Haaland. I think it has to go to Kante because I think he just he just deserves it for what he's been doing lately and. Brenton, like obviously you're going to say yes, but like how, how special a player is he? Uh, and I think <clears throat> part part of the the thing that works against him is him, if is his personality and just the fact that he does go under the radar and just like he 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 never complains, you know, he he never goes at refs, you know, he, he accepts fouls, um, you just. If you weren't watching out for him, you wouldn't notice all the work he gets through. Um, but because he he had the the man of the match, and everyone knows how important he is to Chelsea. Like he, you know, Chelsea may not have even probably wouldn't have got to the final without him. Um, the and also, you know, people were laughing at the fact that he um, he intercepted himself. Um, he came off when he. Felt like he may have some sort of an issue with his with his hamstring or his groin. I think it was his hamstring. Um, in one of the Premier, one of the last Premier League games, and then Tuchel ended up leave, yeah Tuchel ended up leaving him out of the last game of the season. Um, you know, which obviously worked a treat. Um, he was he was ready to go, but I mean he's he's absolutely outstanding, and he's he's a joy to watch. Like he makes. He makes everyone else around him look great, and you can see that when Jorginho plays with anyone else, like he looks like half the player. Um, but when it's him and Kante, um, I think Kante benefits everyone. Like even if you're looking at at Pogba for for France, like that partnership always looks unbelievable, just because he covers so much ground and um, he's always, you know, his positioning is is out of this world. Um, yeah, he's he's Chelsea's best player, best player by a country mile. Um, but I thought there was, you know, going back to the final, there was other standouts like, um, but you, you've mentioned Reese James, Chilwell was was fantastic as well. Um, and I thought Havertz, apart from the goal, was very good too. Like he got Chelsea up the pitch, um, and you know he he rarely lost the ball. Um, I thought his, um, you know, he played that that role very well and. That was a big call for for Tuchel to you know whether he was going to go with Ziyech or Pulisic or but he went with Havertz and um, you saw the reason when you know when Werner made that run for the goal he he, he created that space 
you know, that space in Man City's back line, but there was also a space in their um, in their midfield because they didn't play a whole midfielder. So, you know, that ball travelled so far through space. Um, and, yeah, Jerry's right. Like, he, he obviously thought about what he did against Arsenal and he took a better this time. So, um, yeah, um, I think Chelsea actually really deserved it on the night, but, but Man City um, had again overthinking it um, made a couple of really bad I think one of the biggest calls that he made wrong obviously was Fernandinho but Sterling coming in out of the cold um, didn't make sense to me at all I was actually happy to see Sterling playing Was I I haven't watched the game back was John Stones the closest player to Mount when he made that pass and is that what opened up most of the space yeah yeah but But Um, Ken Earley's had a piece in, in the Times this week I think I sent it to you, Brenton. Chelsea tried this move, the same move that got the goal. They tried it, I think it was five or six times before the goal worked off. And it's just like constantly, ball comes back to, say, Reese James. He goes to Mendy. Mendy clips it out to Chilwell. Chilwell pops into someone in midfield. And then the two lads spin and run. Yeah. And it was there's, constantly there's, going. But it, it kept getting closed down. Mount getting yeah. picked up or he misplaced his touch or the pass didn't go into him. And then at one time... Stones was too far off and Mount spawn, bang, he's away. And I know Werner in front of goal is a lot to work on. He's going to have to really improve next year, obviously. But his movement to create the space for then Havertz was yeah. ridiculous. And, if, and any, any young forward watching that should watch how he moved there and, and that movement. Because people just say with that about Michael Owen yeah. when we were younger. And people watch Michael Owen's movement because it's ridiculous watch how he moves off the ball and where he's looking time his runs and Werner does that it's just he can't score off at the minute but he will um, and that yeah. was his class that goal it, the pass was Kaka against Liverpool in 2005 <laughs> for Crespo <laughs> uh, the finish was almost very close, similar as well it was just very very good um, on Kante too lads do you think uh, Brenton you're not allowed to answer this do you think he's better than Makaleli in that role um, the biggest compliment I can give Kante is he's the player that Man United fans think Roy Keane was. Um, I, think, I think he's that good. Um, nice. uh, I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. And yeah, he, he like he does a lot of the kind of same work that McAleady did. I think he's just a special footballer. And I think Chelsea are incredibly lucky to have him. But not just that, they... Tuchel is using him in the correct way. Like he can, he can take on three players that are kind of swarming him and still do everything you ask him to do. Like he's not, he's never overawed by it. And what that does is a free, like for France, it frees up Pogba. Pogba, that's why Pogba looks so much better playing for France than he does with Fred beside him. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you think, Johnny? Do you think he's he's that good now that it's the Kante rule? Um. Like yeah. imagine him with Paddy I, I think Vier, he can do. Yeah, imagine I think he can actually Paddy do. Vier. He can do more than what McAlealy could do. Um, yeah. And like when you hear the stories about him this week, like uh, he turned up to a birthday party with a box of chocolates because he'd never been to one before, didn't know what to bring. Ah, uh, that that gone broke my heart. <laughs> I thought that was uh, that was brilliant. Um, no, it, it sickens me thinking about it all the time because you know we had an opportunity <laughs> to sign him and we signed Granit Xhaka instead, so we all know how that turned out. Oh, um, Lord. Uh, I seen Kante play for Leicester actually when he, we played against Arsenal and he was great that day too. He just just doesn't stop running. Like, you know, Jesus, he'd be a nightmare to play against. Absolutely would. And I thought he was. He was brilliant um, on Saturday night. 
I've just remembered De Bruyne. Anytime De Bruyne got the ball, Kante was just bang, straight in on him. And I was just like, fuck it up. Guy was my team. I have been loving that shit right now. But um, like I, I said just a few months ago, like I fully expected Chelsea's chance for the league this year. Um, I expected them to win something next season. Uh, they've actually done a year earlier. And they've won the biggest of them all. So uh, like they have a good team there and they only add to it in the summer. I think they're only a few players away from definitely dominating um, the Premier League again. Um, like Steve said, if if Bloody Werner could finish, <laughs> like imagine where they would have finished. Um, but like yeah, they fully deserved it. Like you know, man said he just and that that's something that that worries me is my manager learned everything he could learn of Man City's um, <laughs> coach. So <laughs> wait, I, I see the similar mistakes in in the Arsenal squad at times, but. Yeah, Chelsea fully deserved it. They were they were great, and um, you know it's nice to not see Man City win it at the same time because, like I read today, that um, they're going to throw whatever it takes to get all the players in the need to win the Champions League again. So, Jesus, like you know, they've, they've spent like how much, and that that's probably their best opportunity, and they're probably. I would say maybe some in the media definitely you heard it over the week before the Champions League and even some of their fans probably thought they had won and oh, yeah. Chelsea just were like no no not today boys not today and yeah like every single person that played for Chelsea on Saturday was just on top of their game and they were out there to prove to everyone that we're in this final too like and Tommy Toots like like Steve said he's just playing him in the correct position can't he? and it's no surprise that Chelsea's form took a real upturn there since he's came in, so fully deserved. Um, and the Bromfitch, like I, I actually noticed that there hasn't been any protest against the Bromfitch since all this Super League stuff came down. And the reason why is because he has a structure in place, and he supports his managers with whatever they need. And you can see, like he was at the Women's Champions League final, and he was at the one on Saturday as well. You know, he's clearly an owner that cares, and. It would be nice, I suppose, for like me and Steve, who have, well, not really as much. I know you kind of have your annoyances with Liverpool's owners, but it would be nice to have an owner who cares, like like Chelsea's do. Like I criticise him for the money he's pumped into Chelsea, but that's a different matter. The, the fact that he actually cares and he tries to go to many games as possible. Like obviously, if he wasn't banned from coming into England, he'd probably <laughs> a lot more Chelsea games. Like, but um, no, it, it is. Luckies. Yeah, it is, it is nice to, to see that there are owners out there that do genuinely care and go and watch their team and congratulate the players after the game because like I know Man City's owner sends over his minion, whoever he is, to do his bidding. I don't really recall him ever being at many games for Man City. Paddy, just before we finish up the Chelsea and the Man City chat, just a quick one for you look, and the rest of the last as well. Do you think both of those managers will be there this time next year? Tuchel, yes. Although Chelsea are known to change a lot, but they seem to have landed on a, a winner here. Maybe a cult figure forever, no matter what happens. But I think I think he'll be building something at Chelsea. As for Guardiola, I think Guardiola could could leave. Um, you know, he, he sort of goes through projects. I was actually, I think if COVID didn't happen, he might have already been gone. Um, but he's he sort of hung in there. So I don't, he'll never get sacked, put it that way, at City, but I think he might, he might look for another, another project somewhere else. Um, 
eventually. And you know, there's a bit of regeneration needed around the the city squad as well, with, with the likes of Aguero leaving, and you know, he'll be very difficult to replace. Um, well, it's easy whenever you got a load of money, I suppose, but uh, his goals will be difficult to replace. And you know, Sterling, as, as the boys were saying there, he's a bit off the boil and. You know, uh, I think there's a, a few changes needed there, so maybe Guardiola, Guardiola might might go somewhere else. I think. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Italy at some point. That's a couple of teams yeah, in Italy would yeah. probably maybe this time next year. I don't think he loves the most competitive situations though. He'll probably just end up in a pub league like League One or something again, um, like he did after Barcelona when the seat got too hot in Barcelona. Um, I just I just think look, I think there's no doubt that. He has innovated and changed a lot of the way football is played, but it's a damning indictment that despite all the money he has spent, that yeah. Roberto Matteo has won more Champions Leagues in the last decades than like Guardiola. Oh, like Guardiola for a while there was seen as like the greatest ever. Nobody can touch him, and this is going to sound bad, but he's going to go back into now uh, with the likes, the greats. There are still greats, the likes of like because you said Barcelona, Helenio Herrera. That took Barcelona during the sixties and then Inter Milan had that unbelievable Inter Milan team, like um, what do you call him, Saki, who's still yeah. a great, but Guardiola was elevated above them because that Barcelona team. Then that Barcelona team can still be elevated to certain highs because it was unbelievable. But I think his stock, despite what he can win in England, um, his stock that win and the way he he picked that team and Tuchel and Chelsea just bamboozled him and and I classed him and I coached him. I think it's taken a massive hit and and I. I I said in our group chat. I, I think they're. I think they're. I don't care who they think they're going to buy. Who they think they'll get up front. Um. I I don't think they'll be back in the Champions League final next year. I think that's them done. To be honest, there's they're they can chuck all the money they want at it. They can get Harry Kane and Jack Grealish in, which will be fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but there's still something about the core of that team that just isn't. I don't know. There's something added like that needs to change. Fernandinho, De Bruyne are, are, are good at times. De Bruyne is great at times. And but before he got absolutely clotheslined by Rudiger, um, he he was shite. Yeah, he was. He was ineffective. He was yeah. ineffective. And, and, and if that had been if that had been Steven Gerrard, that had been Paddy Vieira, Roy Keane, there'd have been all sorts said about how poor that was. Up until that moment, obviously, where he got the injury, about how poor he was and how he wasn't doing this. He, he was non-existent, and he has been non-existent in big games lately for Man City. He's been... I don't remember which podcast it was I was listening to. Someone was saying that you can see at times you can you can really stifle Kevin De Bruyne and in the couple, first couple of minutes, and that's him then. He's done. And then other times against maybe teams that this sounds bad that aren't as strong, aren't the bigger teams, someone will annoy him, and he'll just smash one in the top corner, and that'll be it. While doing an unbelievable pass, but in the real crunch games, people can shut him down. He'd no, he'd not, he couldn't stop and go to Kante. There's nothing he could do, and Kante had his number. Um, he's a oh, really yap as well. Isn't he? He, he is a bit of a yap. Yeah. And, and the, the fella that looked the, be, the the most creative attacking midfielder, the one that actually that did look world class, was Mason Mount. And credit to him, like I, not sort of started this season or last season, I wasn't a fan of Mason Mount. I didn't think he was good enough to. Start for Chelsea, start for England, and he's completely proved me wrong. He's absolutely sensational. So credit to him. It's hard um, to believe that him, him and Harry Wilson at Derby at the same time were sort of thought of at a similar level, you yeah. know. And and obviously the heights yeah. that Mount's gone on to, and and you know Wilson has been on a couple of loans since. So it shows how 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 great 
Mount is. And what you said, Philly, about uh, Pep Guardiola's stock, you're right, like, he's gone to Bayern Munich with basically unlimited funds and power, not won the Champions League, and then to City, which is a whole different level of finance and power, again, not won the Champions League. He uh, he might need to, to resurrect his career somewhere else. They're um, a small club, though. And I'm not I'm not just saying that to take the piss. They are they are just a small club with money who think that just because they have money they have the right to win the biggest trophy in club football in Europe. They don't. Like you can sit and chuck your billions at it, but at the end of the day, you know, there's like myself, I have never seen my club win a Champions League, whilst all you four lads have. Um Multiple Champions Leagues, actually. Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> and just, just because, like, Arsenal have had their history and it doesn't give them a right to be up there and compete and win these trophies, like, you know, and it's the same for Man City, just because they've got, uh, oil rich owner now who's come in and splashed as much money as the one of it. It doesn't give them the right to go out and win it every season. Um, they've just shit themselves. And the same with De Bruyne, like, I like De Bruyne, I think he's a good player, but, what defines you from being a good player to a great player to one of the greats is stepping up in those big games like the Champions League final and the big games in the league where it really defines your season and he just hasn't done it. You know, yeah, it's all well and good someone kicking you against one of the smaller teams and you go and batter one to the top corner. That's fantastic. Looks great on match of the day, but you know, he's 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 blown on the biggest stage for club football. It can you know, that'll haunt him. And the Euros are coming up, he probably I think he's gonna miss the Euros anyway. But I know there's there's another opportunity. <clears throat> I don't no, know. We're going to move on probably soon, but I just think it. I think this really brings home the the kind of debate about a manager and a coach. So I think you know, as we said, tactically, you know, is innovation with fullbacks. There's a lot of you know the sweeper goalkeeper. There's a lot of things that Pep has done really well. But if you look at how he managed the team, bringing in Sterling when nobody expected it. If you look at the desperation throw of Aguero, who was clearly demoralised by not starting. Um, towards the end. And then you look at Tuchel, who, you know, there must have been something in the back of his head that said, Jesus, uh, am I taking a risk starting Werner with the form he's in and stuff like that? Well, Philly, what Philly said was right. Like, look at the space he creates, and it's that space. You know, and sticking with it, even though it's not really working, that defines, that's going to define his era as manager of Chelsea. Um, and I think that's that's the biggest difference between the two. Like you cannot deny Pep as a coach, but Pep as a manager, I think, is a completely different kettle of fish altogether. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him ending up at somewhere like PSG. To be absolutely honest, um, again, lots of money. Will Mbappe still be there? Will Neymar still be there? I don't know. And even still, is that good enough for? Is, will that be enough for him to win a Champions League? really hard to tell because he'll probably do something mad like play Mbappe a goalkeeper or something in the final because <laughs> that's just what he does yeah it's um, this will just sound like Liverpool bias but Rafa Nitez was getting chin 3-0 and he made a technical solution but did he man on and that's what won Liverpool the yep. game in the end that change Pep was only 1-0 down couldn't see that um his midfield was getting absolutely wide open and for six times in a row Chelsea were trying the same thing to get a goal and then they kept trying it because it was being so successful he couldn't see this because, because his team were pressing so high up but Chelsea were able to bypass it and it was, if I was a Man City fan and the, I don't think I need to listen to this now anyway but if I was a Man City fan I, I would have been really worried about how that played out and how uh, I'm not doing Tuchel at this service at all here because I think he's class but how, how easy Tuchel in the end found that at times 
like ten minutes to go. Um, I had it on the TV. I had it on the radio. It was on the kitchen, and both commentators I think it was Waddle and Hoddle. Weird. Um, <laughs> both had said Tuchel needs to calm down, but Tom Tuch was walking up by that punchline, having the time of his life. It looked like it was a festival, having the absolute <laughs> time of his life because he knew he'd had them beat. He knew. Whatever City threw at them now, with 10 minutes to go in terms of final, he knew he had City beat. I thought, I thought that was class. I don't know if he's picked up on that, but he was like, geeing everyone up, and he was shouting and cheering. Um, and he knew, so it was it was class, and, and fair play to him. And Chelsea have two now, so the hunt for three will go on next year, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. The other so European quickly, final... Yeah, sorry, sorry, go on ahead. I, I just, people have probably heard this stuff, but I just think it's so wild that I want to throw it out there. <clears throat> Chelsea conceded five against West Brom. And four in their entire Champions League campaign this season. Callum Robson, <laughs> World Player of the Year. Wild. Um, that, that's just what it's like following Chelsea. Um, Callum Robson's the real CR7. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other European final, Stephen. Uh, we have to, talk, to. About it. We'll talk about it quickly. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, just <laughs> as the United perspective um because the four of us were obviously so deeply sorry for you uh, as the group yeah. chat uh showed um just tell the listeners your thoughts on the result and the performance I feel like i'm interviewing someone from bbc again the result and the performance uh from last thursday night like how did ollie get that so wrong um i think there was a case of overthinking it again uh what's the manchester thing it must be something in the air in Manchester. I don't know. Uh, I like. Uh, I said it. I think on Twitter, and I think I said it in the group afterwards. I'm not too disappointed with the actual result because hopefully it speeds up his departure from the club. Um, I, the, perform- yeah, the, the performance was it, like Villarreal had one chance and they scored from it. Uh, and it, it's not like United created loads of chances either, but like. United were clearly on top. I think there's no way Scott McTominay deserved to come out on the losing side in that game. I thought he had a phenomenal game. It's the best I've seen him play for United. Uh, I thought Pogba was non-existent. I, it's the worst game I've seen Fernandez play. But again, I think we spoke about this like at the end of the season podcast. I think Fernandez's form has dipped dramatically because he's played about 200 games in a row. Uh, and he, there's a man who needs a rest uh, really, really badly. Um, but I think the the goal is just the goal United gave away was just such a typical goal under Solskjaer. Set piece, a centre half not looking over his back shoulder, and a full back not picking up on the fact that there's a man running free in front of him. And for all the plaudits we've given Luke Shaw this season, I, I felt like a lot of that goal uh, was on him. But again, I, like. That the penalty shootout was as much value as I've had in the European game in a long time. Like there were two, there were like an astonishingly good set of penalties from both teams. And I, I, I don't know if you saw the 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 Haya, um, cheat notes for the penalties. So yeah. all five of the first, all all five of the Villarreal main spot kick takers went a different way than they they normally do. So he had written down what their preference is, whether it's middle, left or right. And they all all five went a different way. And then the next three quit he then for the next three penalties went opposite to what his note said and they went the way that they have always gone. So if he'd have stood up many of them he'd have made a save and but I think it's kinda of telling that like he hasn't saved the penalty now in forty attempts, which is 
unbelievable. Like, even just if you stood in the middle of the goals for all of those 40 penalties, you'd save at least two. Like, um, that's disappointing. Uh, and I wonder what, what it will do for Henderson's confidence to be dropped for a, I know De Gea has played most of the European games, but I wonder what it will do for Henderson's confidence that getting dropped for that game as well. So I think a lot went wrong. Uh, and I don't think winning the trophy would have masked all that Salster got wrong in that game. It's the same story we have at every United defeat. It doesn't make changes quickly enough. Doesn't spot that. Like you could tell from like thirty minutes in that this wasn't a game for Pogba. Um, but then, like, who do you bring on? Do you, do you bring on Daniel James? Like, <laughs> like it's not. Nah. Like, it's not like there's a luxury of players there. Um, to 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 kind of to call upon, and I was actually surprised that. With the squad as well, I thought the bench was a little bit, considering the way the youngsters had played in the final Premier League game, I'd have flooded that bench with young lads who were hungry. Um, yeah. um, and he didn't do that. Like, I mean, he Matic on the bench, like Donny van der Beek, who he doesn't rate, he clearly doesn't rate. And Mata. He'll leave the club. Yeah, one matter. Like, one matter is older than I am. Um, so yeah, like, but again, like, it's, it's hard to be too angry because a win would have just given him two more years that the performances haven't deserved. Um, and for every for every Liverpool FA Cup win, for every PSG Champions League win, there's performances like this against Villarreal, and it's it's just it's just not what I'm like. It's not what I've been used. It's been, it was obviously a better season than recent seasons or whatever, but. I feel like a cup win or any sort of trophy would have flattered what United did this season because there was just too many poor performances to deserve anything. So I can't say I'm too, I have too many complaints. Yeah, I, th- I think if it had been the Champions League final, there would have been a lot more annoyance. I mean, some United fans were quite annoyed, not mentioning names, but um, there would have been a lot more annoyance. But uh, like, Villarreal, <laughs> Villarreal, uh, just from minute one, that's what they were going to do. That's what Emery was going to do. Emery's the king of the Europa, unless he's managing Arsenal. Sorry, Johnny. Um, that's that's what he was going to do. He was going to set his team up to do that, and and that was it. And and they're all delighted. And I mean, United are still in Champions League anyway for next year, so it makes no difference to them. But for Villarreal, it was massive. So, um, yeah, and for the size of the town as well it was it was ridiculous. But, um, that's the club. Season uh, mostly done. There's still a few leagues are finishing off, and like the Irish League and stuff, and obviously League of Ireland set differently, so it's still going. But the two main club uh, cup competitions are finished now, and we're going on to the Euros, lads. Um, as Paddy McNair almost equalised for Northern Ireland there, Patrick. Um, what is we're, we're going to be doing? Obviously, shows on the Euros, so we're not going into too much. We'll just quickly on it. Are you excited yet? Like, Paddy, are you excited? I know Northern Ireland, are not in it, but are you excited yet for the Euros? I can't wait. I'm so excited. I really, really am so excited. I don't think I've ever been so excited for a major tournament. Um, yeah, I, I feel the same buzz. Like, I am absolutely buzzing for it now, Paddy. Yeah, I think I think just basically, you know, two seasons. They've got the two seasons just rolled into one there of domestic football and, and wall-to-wall football and... I just sort of got a bit fed up after a while, so to have something different um, is a bit of a treat. And like major terms are, you know, always exciting, but there's just something feels a little bit different about this. And uh, I know we won't have full stadiums and all that, but 
it uh, you know you think back to a, a year and a bit ago whenever there was, there was no football for a couple of months and Dortmund played Schalke and everyone lost their minds to watch football again I kind of feel like that again like uh, that I can't wait for the first game um, kind of like that Dortmund one back, back over a year ago so no I can't wait some really good teams uh, at the tournament I think it'll be intriguing and yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to seeing it, and uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who can actually who can actually win the thing. Uh, what worries me is that England are pretty good, um, but I really hope they don't win it. Well, who um, who are you most looking forward to seeing, Paddy? I'm going to ask all of you this, so Johnny, you're next. But who are you most looking for, like team and player, if there is a player? I've I've watched quite a bit of Portugal lately. I, I think their, their squad's phenomenal, and I've really enjoyed watching them play. Um, Jota had such a good season for Liverpool and exceeded probably every Liverpool fan expectation. And when I've seen him for Portugal in the last year or so, he's been class. So I'm probably looking forward to watching Portugal and, and as a Liverpool fan, probably keeping an eye on, on what Jota can do. Uh, the bold cousin Jonathan, what about yourself? Are you excited for the Euros? Cause I know you've, Arsenal's been pissing you off right this year, but are you excited for the Euros to start? Strangely enough, I am. Um, <laughs> just like you said, because I, I told you during the week that I know Arsenal can't ruin my week now through football, so um, it must be the transfer window that pissed me off. Um, no, yeah, I, I am really looking forward to it. Um, I think just <laughs> just like Paddy said, like it's just uh, just everyone's a bit sick of club football, aren't we, really? Um, yeah. Seeing Chelsea win the Champions League fucking made me even more sick. Sick as a dog. But... Uh, Six as yeah, sick as a squad, yeah, who hasn't been sick in a while. Touch wood, game up. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Uh, but then again, I, I have, like, I do think that it maybe won't be as we imagine it. You know, the stadiums won't be as full, like Paddy said as well, and that might play its part, you know, after a while. But yeah, I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing um, Holland play and, and Belgium. Um, two decent squads. Like, obviously, there's a few main lads missing now, like De Bruyne and Van Dijk, but I think they can do yeah. well. And then obviously France, you know, great players as well. They could put out two teams. Like, um, tell, did, did Giroud not make the French squad? He did. He, he did, did, no. He just wasn't in the team the other <laughs> night, was he not? I just, I just noticed to be at Wales 3-0. Because he, he was winning the Champions League, so he got some time off. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. that's right. Oh, that friggin' dick. Anyway, yeah, so... <laughs> We'll be milking it, Jerry, for a while, my friend. Uh, you milk it all you want. I don't care. Anyway, um, I do care. I, think, I actually think Holland are going to stink the gaff out. I I think De Boer is... like I would have more faith in fucking Stuntman up there in his cot than um, De Boer as a manager. And Finn can't even talk. And I have more faith in him. I think De Boer is a dose, if I'm honest. I hope he listens to this. You're a dose, De Boer. And I think Holland are going to stink the gaff out, if I'm honest. Jolly, I know you said you're looking forward to them, but I could just see the dose um, stinking the gaff out. He can't stink the place out. He can't. He, he pissed on the carpet upstairs, looking at me doing it, and then he took a shite in his room on the floor, so you are. Um, Why were you pissing on the carpet? What? Why were you pissing on the Well, I can't come and bother you, so I pissed in the carpet as well. That's, that's how we do in this house, Stephen. Nah, I see. Um, Stephen, that made it good, too. It's going to be good, yeah. Who yeah. are you There's looking forward to? <laughs> there is no, anyway. 
Jesus Christ. Um, there is not, before anyone fucking sends anything in. Uh, who are you looking forward to the most, Stephen, seeing? Are you excited for the Euros? And who do you think, player-wise, who are you excited to see? I am looking forward to the Euros because I think what you forget with World Cups is like how Europe is underrepresented at like World Cups because obviously you want to balance and things like that. But the better teams come from Europe, so you end up with a group like... Uh, was it Group F, France, Germany? Oh, poor Hungary. Like, yeah, poor Hungary in that group. Um, because that's a disaster waiting to happen. But you know what? Hungary are the kind of team that may steal a result from one of those teams and absolutely just mess with everything. So, yeah. uh, so that's why I like the Euros. And, and to be honest, like, it, it's, it's, I think Paddy said it first, like, it's, it's just that change from the monotony of the Premier League and the League and Bundesliga. Like, because it, it has felt like two seasons merged into one. So it's nice to get away from from that club football. And, 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 and again, because Ireland aren't there, uh, the Republic aren't there, it's nice to uh, not have any worries about them embarrassing themselves or more specifically the fans embarrassing themselves um, on, a, on a global stage. So... Yeah, I am. The team I'm actually really looking forward to seeing is North Macedonia. Uh, oh my god, yes. Obviously, they had that result over Germany recently. Um, but it's not just that. Like, I think they're in a very, I think they're in a group they could absolutely get out of. Like, Austria didn't look much uh, against England the other night. Netherlands, as we spoke about, you know, are a team that can potentially shit the bed if 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 they wake up on the wrong side of it. Uh, Ukraine and Northern Ireland tonight. That was a decent game, actually. Some of the Ukraine play was quite good. I wouldn't be at all stunned if if North Macedonia and Ukraine were the top two teams in that group by any means. Um, so that's that's kind of it for me. I think Garden is it Pan, Goran Pandev, the the Genoa mm-hmm. player, like thirty seven, like and still playing international football, captaining your team. Um, I think that this is last. Football as well, he's retiring after this. Yeah, exactly. So like that's that's gonna be like class to see. Like the emotion that must be to be like a you know, in 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 you know, historical terms, a relatively new country, be a team that's brand new really to international tournaments and international football, it's I think they're they're gonna be fun to watch. I think there's a bit of a there's a bit of an Ireland that Italian ninety vibe about them. Or I suppose I earned that uh, Euro eighty eight five. I suppose to be to be more correct, but yeah, that's kind of it. And I think from a like an individual player perspective, this kind of feels like Ronaldo's last hurrah, doesn't it? Like it feels like he'd be too old for the next World Cup. So is this the the last of of Cristiano? And like it feels like I know Syria is a bit of a forgotten league, so it's hard to kind of it's hard to kind of judge when Italian teams don't do well in Europe. But it feels like this is his last chance to kind of say, look, put me in the conversation as one of the best of all time. I, I think he's in there anyway, but I think another title um, with Portugal would, would cement that legacy, I think, completely. He should be at the next World Cup, though. Probably like, he, what, will, he will go to the next World Cup, I'd imagine. He'll go, but I don't um, know. Yeah. I don't think that it's not his team anymore. Do you know, it's been Ronaldo's Portugal for a long, long time, and it doesn't feel like it's his team anymore. Diogo Jadis. Um <laughs> I mean, I know, I know Breton's answer anyway. Breton, who are you most excited to see play for France, and why is it France? <laughs> it's always France. It's always France. Um, no, actually, it is France, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're always just like. <laughs> 
you're obviously speaking about Kante, but um, I think Benzema um, coming in there is is going to be exciting. Um, Missed the penalty the other night. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think the even when Madrid uh, have been poor this season, he's been good, and I think you know he can do. He's a bad player than Drew. Like he, he can do everything Drew can do um, in terms of like holding the ball up, bringing people into play. Very good in the air, but he he can score like different types of goals too. Um, so I think they're gonna be great to watch, and I think Griezmann as well. Like it's a uh, a big tournament for him. Uh, usually yeah. so good in in like major tournaments. Like the last couple, he's been outstanding. <laughs> Um, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, if he comes alive again, um, because hasn't really been doing it, um, at Barcelona, um, but I think that's it's a good point there about um Ronaldo because um Silva, um, you know, really kind of has an argument like Andre Silva has an argument for being Portugal's number nine. I know he won't be like in this tournament, but. He's obviously banging in goals. Yeah, he's in class. Yeah, and they have like other players like Jada and um, Bernardo Silva, um, who can who could flank him as a number nine. Um, but I mean, they're you know Portugal aren't going to not start Ronaldo. I wouldn't think, especially if this is his last one. But you know, if Ronaldo has a few <clears throat> games where he He's getting frustrated and like we know he can do and um it's not going his way, especially in that group. Um it, it'll be interesting to see if you know, if he turns the to Silva to if they need goals and, and if Ronaldo will be the one to be sacrificed, I'll, um I'll keep an eye on that one. my team that I'm looking for is Italy. It always is Italy, I'm a bit like Brighton with France, but there's a player like we mightn't have seen much of Inter Milan this year, my bits and pieces, but I always tried to watch them if they're on a Sunday night. Uh, Brella, Nicolo Brella, plays midfield for them. You've all have heard him, but he he looks unbelievable. And I think he could possibly have a, quite a big tournament for Italy this year. Also, it will be interesting to see what Chiro Immobile does because he's had he was a taco scorer in Europe in club last year, the year before at Lazio. Um, he's been buying goals in but when he was at Dortmund he didn't do it so it's interesting to see what he does now with Italy um, here and under Mancini as well um, at this Euro so they're actually my and I'm obviously because I'm sporting them they're my dark horses do something um, a bit madness and also in their group Turkey I think them as well with Yilmaz up front who, who led Lille to, to the French title this year Um I think they'll be one to watch. That first game's a cracking first game as well next Friday night, Italy v Turkey. But we'll do, we'll talk probably about that later on next week and when we're back with some of our other shows. But I am, I am, I'm absolutely buzzing for the Euros now. Um, Liverpool managed to get over the line, get themselves into Champions League again. That season can be parked and for, like, forgotten, right, whatever. And now we have a summer football of, um, a month's European competition. And we have fans back in, which I'm delighted with. Even, like the Champions League final when Chelsea scored, just to hear that. Like even like the other day, the other day Liverpool saying they're walking on. I got emotional hearing it because even though it was only ten thousand there, you could hear people saying it was just class. So it is starting to feel a bit normal. It is the height of the summer, and um, we have a European Euro starting. So um, yes, can't wait for it. I don't think there's anything else. 
Well, I just want to um, say about um, Aspilicueta, I think um, it's nice to see him included in the Spain squad after the season he's had. Two-year absence and he's back yeah. in for the Euros, so good to see that. Yeah. Steve, do you have something as well? Yeah, I just like to say all this uh, buzz about England is setting them up nicely for a their traditional quarterfinal loss. Um, yeah. So it that that I, you know as we return to normal and you know bars open and barbers open, restaurants open, and England go out tournaments at the quarterfinal stage, just feels like nature is healing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all I need now is for Jordan Henson to pull out of it to say I'm going to bother it, and then I'm all fully on the. Get hoofed every match England did, did you see that that's a massive story in, in England at the moment that like there are ex footballers saying he should pull out with the squad because he's stealing it. Do you mean the human home. thumb from Birmingham, Gabby Yeah, the real uh, ex England international. Yeah. But what is he saying? <laughs> Sorry. But he's saying Henderson should pull out with the squad because he's not going to be fit for the tournament or at least not fit for the group stages. So he should give up his place to another player who would be fit for the whole tournament. He's called Henderson selfish. Well, what about Maguire right. as well? Did he, he, was on, um, yeah. he was on that, that radio talk shite. No, that radio station uh, talk shite. Yeah. He was on it. If you, if you look at your thumb, his head is the perfect shape of your thumb. Gabby Bonner was the back of his head. I mean, like, I could draw a wee face on my thumb here and that's Gabby Bonner. They're the same the same people that have been saying that they need to bring in some kind of... Basically, the smaller teams at the national level should just all piss off and should just play yeah. the big teams more often, but yet criticise the Super League at the same time. So yes. they can just go and hoof themselves into the ocean. Yes, so, sir. Yep. This is a special podcast where we each get one person that we're allowed to fame and then never release but, it. Nobody say who it is. We'll talk about this offer. Nobody say who theirs is. Jonathan, don't say who yours is. I just realised I have not said one bad word about talking about What's going on? I know you've been fine. Oh, oh, fucking my shit. Right, there we go. I'm, I'm alright now. I'm alright. I've got it in. Right. <laughs> uh, folks, we'll be back during the week. We're going to start. We'll, we'll let you know what's going on. Um, with our Euro shows, and obviously we'll be doing our sweep for our uh, European sweepstakes, our Euro 2020 sweepstakes. We'll be doing it with an entering video. What did you say, sorry? I was banned from entering. You were banned from entering. Do you you obviously read the terms and conditions, that's good. good. No Euros. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We'd have had to charge you a tariff anyway, for your favour. So we're going to be doing that. There's going to be a video going to be coming out on Sunday evenings. Keep an eye out for that, those that have entered. Um, And we'll chat to you again soon, boys. Thanks, everyone, for coming on as usual. You're welcome. All the best. All the George. Go on, Brenton. Finish it off. Hashtag Chelsea Thomas. Thanks. (laughs) Right, folks. Good luck. Okay.